From This Canadian Life in WBEZ Guelph, it's Zia. 65 years of memories told in a single podcast episode. I'm your host, Cam Davidson Pilon. For the last few weeks, we've been working tirelessly to collect memories people have with you, Mom. We weren't just looking for any memories, though. We were looking for their favorite memories. So, Mom, while you're probably hoping for a true crime podcast, I can safely say that's not what you're getting. Where it lacks in the true crime department, it certainly makes up for in heart. That's our podcast producer, Steph. Hi, Mary. So, where should we start? As Maria says in The Sound of Music, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Act 1, The Uncles. Hello. As the older brother, I am pleased to say a few words uh, about Zia, 65th birthday. Uh, The one consolation is that I won't be asked to do this again until she's 130. Uh, Just a little bit of background. Zia was born in 1956, 65 years ago. My mother, brother, Alex, and I came to Guelph in 53, three years prior to her birth. My dad was already here. We lived in a small house on Johnson Street, and our uncle Cornell lived with us. He must have slept in the basement. It was only a two-bedroom house. I remember very distinctly how pleased we all were when we found out that a little girl was part of the new addition. Finally, we now had someone who would be able to speak English. As I mentioned, we were really pleased with our new sister. However, we had some doubts about her gender. You see, she had beautiful blue eyes, a round face, wore dresses, but had no hair. She looked like Alex does now, except for the dresses. I'm not sure about that. We were able to solve that problem, however. Uh, We put a bow in her hair and made sure that she wore earrings all the time. She was a very obliging and docile baby, mainly because she was so well-tended by her older brother, who had had the dubious task of pushing her around the neighborhood almost daily. So rather than learning the more male-ascribed physical skills which Alex acquired, I learned how to converse in baby talk. Tata, dada, poo-poo. Not to mention that my summer times uh, were seriously curtailed. Ten years is a long time difference is a big time difference a decade as a matter of fact at times it felt like a century so when Zia was five and I was 15 she was entering high school and I was in grade 10 when she was in grade 3 I was in grade 13 for the second time when she was 15 and I was 25 I had just met Yvonne in fact I think the first time I went out with Yvonne was the weekend of January 21st, 1971. Zia, to the best of my knowledge, led a pretty simple, normal teenage existence. However, I was married by this time and didn't really interact with her that much. I did know, however, that she craved wanting a set of drums, which never happened. Giving up on the drums, she wanted a motorcycle. That didn't happen either till later in life. Feeling sorry for her for not getting her wishes, Yvonne and I took her along with us to the East Coast. 
I think she counted motorcycles all the way there and back. Zia certainly is the life of every family gathering we have. It's like having two mothers who look alike, sound alike, and speak English with the same mannerisms. There must, must be at least 20 Nona-isms that Zia can recite. And if you close your eyes, open your ears, and listen, Zia and Nona are indistinguishable. 65 years ago, Maria Nyesi was born, spoke English, and where do I get to my next page? Spoke English, uh, and not Italian. She spoke English, not Italian, and that she is probably more Italian than both her brothers combined. She has such an affinity with her Italian ancestry. She speaks fluent Italian. She corresponds in Italian with their relatives in Rosanna. She sends, on our behalf, congratulations, condolences, Christmas and Easter wishes, and she is our link with our Italian culture. Zia Maria, happy 65th. Buon compleanno. Ciao. Hi, Zia. This is obviously your brother. And I know you're the uh, family historian, and you're probably interject and have your own view of these two stories but basically you'll have to remember that you were too young to remember okay two stories number one how you got your name mary i can remember very clearly on johnson street at the supper table mum suggesting that we name you maria because her name sabina she was using that instead of maria sabina and dad thought, yeah, that would be a great name. We'll name you Maria. And we all agreed. Your brother happened to be there. He wasn't at the beach or anything of that nature. He happened to be around. And he agreed, too. I didn't say anything. And then after about a minute, we started eating. I said, no, I was about seven or eight years old. I can remember distinctly. I said, no, I think it should be a Canadian name. And mom looked at me and said, well, what Canadian name could we name her? And I said, Mary. Because I had a girl in my classroom whose name was Mary. So, guess that's how you got your name. And you can't dispute it because you were not even thinking about that at that particular time. Because you were still in the other room. The second story, and you will probably not remember this, but it's remembered in pictures. There's a picture of you that we brought in a photographer you were sitting on the bed, probably about Esther's age, year, year and a half years old, with a yellow dress. I happened to be present when a relative or a neighbor lady brought that yellow dress, and I remember mom letting me open the box, and this was this yellow dress, and we just thought that was a cat's meow. So when it came for that iconic picture that some of us still have around, you're sitting on the bed with the yellow dress, but I have to let you know, it wasn't complete until me, I, Alex, put the bowl in your hair. So that picture has that little bowl in your hair. I had to find it because you were almost bald as I am right now. So those are two things you can't dispute because you weren't there. And history will bear me out. Those two parts I had very distinctly 
I'm not, those are the only two things I remember because you were so perfect that there was nothing else that I could remember. Oh, I also remember you had a blue buggy and we used to have to carry you up and down the street in that blue buggy, push it, take turns, Rennie and I, up and down Johnson, which was a very short street, but it was a blue, complete, full buggy with white wheels on it. One of us had to water the grass and the other guy had to, the, the, the least of the two had to wheel this buggy up and down there until you fell asleep and then you were put to bed. So we had to flip. We actually flipped the coin to find out. And the loser watered the grass and the winner, I wouldn't say it was the winner, had to push you up and down the street. So those are the two nice historical stories. It's funny how even when asked to share their favorite memories, they still take digs at one another. Let's see how the aunties do. Act 2. The Silly Sewing Aunties It's Vonnie, and here are some of my early memories or favorite memories of Zia. I don't know if Rennie and I were married yet, but I do remember being recruited to help Zia redecorate her bedroom slash sewing room on Morris Street. We hung happy face wallpaper on those slanted walls at the back of the house. It really looked funky. A few years later, we decided to take tennis lessons through Parks and Recreation Guelph. We made matching pastel tennis dresses and panties, sweatbands, headbands, wristbands. We weren't very good at tennis, never broke a sweat, or learned very much about the game, but we sure looked the part. Moving on about 15 years later, Zia and I planned a tacky 20th wedding anniversary for Barb and Alex. Susie and her friend wore Nona's dresses from our weddings, and they were the potting bridesmaids. Barb and Alex looked stunning as they waved from Ross's antique car during a leisurely drive in the neighborhood. I hope they still have their blessing from the Pope that Zia carefully framed. Zia really came to our rescue in December 1978, when, much to Nona's chagrin, we abandoned our twin babies for a one-week escape to Florida. She took the heat again two years later, when we once again left our toddlers in her capable hands and went to Barbados with Barb and Alex. Throughout the years, sewing camps have always been the hi a highlight for Zia, Barb and me, the aunties. And we've produced several creative garments that I can't believe we actually wore. The creative energy that filled the room during sewing camp um, amid the buzz of, and whir of sewing machines, the hiss of steam irons was electrifying. It's probably a blessing that Zia and I never worked on the same staff, or we might have really embarrassed ourselves by showing up in matching very best vest dresses, sewing vests, Christmas jumpers, and re or recycled jean jackets. In closing, I must mention how grateful we are to Zia for maintaining her connection with the, the uh, Rosanna relatives in Italy. In 2008, Susie and Ken taught in Lanciano, Italy, and Rennie and I visited them. Uh, your relatives welcomed all of us to Rosanna for Easter, April 2009. 
Although I had met some of these relatives on a previous trip to Italy, I really had no idea who they were. Zia kindly made me a cheat sheet, sharing exactly who were the Pietrobons, who were the Pelosos, which of the families we were staying with, and who wasn't speaking to whom. It was a great trip, great visit. So thanks for everything over the years, Zia. We love you, and happy 65th birthday. Hi, Zia. It's one of your silly sewing sister-in-laws on the line. I just want to thank you for being my hand-clapping partner on the cruise. Remember that craziness on the ship's balcony. Also, mille grazie for being a great sewing camp buddy. Hopefully we have many more years to contemplate, create, and complete new sewing projects. After all, you're only 65 years young. Have a very happy 65th birthday. Ciao! Act 3. The Creation of Zia Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Zia. Happy birthday to you. Chocolate and vanilla. From Robbie, Jenny, Lexi, and Evan. Hello, Zia. It's Susie here, and I'm going to tell you my favorite memory about you. But I can't narrow it down. I have so many great, great memories about you, and I've given this lots of thought. And probably one that really sticks out for me is when I was living at Manly Lane in Milton, and I was recently pregnant with Cordelia. And I received a wonderful package in the mail from you with a lovely card. And it was filled with maternity clothes for me and some treats. So you had gotten me some tops and I think it was a pair of leggings and some biscotti and some magazines. And it made me feel so loved. And uh, you knew about the struggles that I'd had to get pregnant. And this was such a miracle for us. And I was so unbelievably happy and to receive your package in the mail just uh, delighted me. So and that's only one example of the numerous thoughtful things that you have done uh, both for me and for other family members and loved ones in your life. So thank you so much for your thoughtfulness, your generosity and uh, most of all I want to wish you a very very happy birthday. Lots of love, Susie. Zia, happy birthday. We're broadcasting to you from Washington, D.C., just days after the insurrection in the country soon to be formerly known as the United States of America. We just want to wish you a happy birthday. You know, Zia, I remember um, when I first met you, it was the same day that Alan and I announced that we were getting married. And I just remember how you just welcomed me to the family. You're just warmth and just really embraced me to to the family it was so um 
it, it just meant so much to me. And then getting to know you more uh, since those days, really enjoyed your visit to Washington, D.C. and just really appreciating what a wonderful listener you are and what a just genuine, thoughtful person you are. So just we are so grateful um, to, to have you in our lives. And no one, and I mean no one, does a better impression of Nona than you. Happy birthday, Zia. Hey, Zia, it's Heather and Kyle. My favorite memory of you is when we always go shopping with the aunties at the mall and learning that it is possible, yes, Kyle, it's possible to spend six to seven hours there. That's crazy. I know, crazy fun. Okay. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! Hi, it's Cordelia here. My memory of Zia is that in the summer of my first communion, Zia and I went out for ice cream and went to Riverside Park. That was super fun. Anyway, happy birthday, Zia. Have a great day. Hi, Zia. It's Kenny. Um... Just wanted to take this time to first of all say happy birthday to you um, and tell you about my favorite memory with you. Uh, My favorite memory with you is obviously food related. Um, As you know, my favorite Christmas has always been the appetizer Christmas, the tapas Christmas. Um, But I also want to say more than that. Um, And this isn't a specific moment, but when I first started dating Susie and I came into the family... Uh, I I was a university punk who was struggling with my faith. And when I met you, you really helped me to develop my faith and to kind of help me find my way back to God. So I wanted to thank you for that. Um, But of course, in this family, as you know, we don't just say nice things about each other. That's that's not how things go here. Um, And as you also know, I like to express myself through song. So I wrote a little song for you. She grew up in a Wellington town, had a whole bunch of boys who always ran around. She raised them all, she raised them right. Except the one named Ross, he's a sorry, sorry sight. Well, she taught high school, elementary was a chaplain too. Praying Ross would be redeemed. Then when she retired, she just started sewing. She said, I made Ross undies, but he just won't put them on. Just put the undies on. First stop on the Mary train. Three boys would make you all go insane But Mary is a special breed Even with so many mouths to feed Like your big brothers, older than most trees, but somehow not nearly as mature. 
stop on the merry train Three sons that were hard to keep contained The Mary is a special breed A saint for all the crap she takes in Happy 65th to see ya. And it's not just family that wants to wish you a happy birthday. Act 4. Lifelong Friendships I have so many favorite Mary memories that it took me a while to narrow things down. So many years of friendship funny times with our kids, teaching grade seven side by side, planning wedding showers and baby showers, birthday and Christmas gift extravaganzas, morning breakfast meetings. Even narrowing it down, I'm gonna share what is actually a cluster of memories. For a number of years, the actual number is still under debate, Mary and I have joined our friends Benita and Maureen for a women's weekend, or as Mary likes to call it, a wild woman's weekend. Each one has been fun and memorable in its own way. And there is a certain pattern that includes car treats, which Mary would give us as soon as we got on the road, a chick flick, shopping, a random act of kindness dinner, and attending a show if possible. However, I have especially fond memories of the first few when we went to Fern Resort. Our package included all our meals, as well as a spa treatment, a bus trip to Aurelia for shopping, and some optional games and entertainment. So basically, the pressure to figure anything out for ourselves was off. We would sometimes sit and talk so long over breakfast that they would be beginning to set the tables for lunch before we left. I also remember laughing so hard that my abdominal muscles would be sore for days. Once, we were enjoying our lunch so much that we ran to catch the bus for the shopping excursion with plates of dessert in our hands. I'm hoping we can continue this tradition as the world gets back to normal. Thanks for all sorts of memories, too numerous to count, and you know how much I love counting. Happy birthday to my dear friend, Mary. My favorite memory with Mary. These few short words prompted many moments of thought and reflection. Mary, my association and connection with you go back many years and there are so many wonderful memories. I've always been drawn to your spirit of adventure and your amazing creativity. And I find that three particular memories revolve around these qualities. On reflection, I also realized that I played a secondary role in each memory and would like to now dub myself your official sidekick, joining the ranks of the amazing sidekicks throughout time. Costello to your Abbott, Robin to your Batman, Ethel to your Lucy, or Rhoda to another wonderful Mary. So to the memories. I remember an evening in particular at your home on Moore Street watching Gone with the Wind and playing with hair dye, attempting to add trendy streaks and highlights to your hair. 
I say playing because neither of us knew what we were doing. Getting caught up in the drama of Scarlett and Brett caused us to lose track of time, which resulted in a rather shocking shade of orange distributed liberally through your hair. You were so distressed that your father would kill you when he saw the result. I seem to remember that he barely noticed because when you look at someone with love in your eyes, you only see the best. Another vivid memory involved our DIY skills, or maybe our lack of DIY skills. Wallpapering your bedroom. What a learning curve. Who knew that you were supposed to place the cut portion of the wallpaper in the water trough and not the remainder left on the roll? It prompted a speedy conclusion to the wallpapering session. But if I remember rightly, that wallpaper stayed up for many, many years. These two memories are from a more distant past. And this, my last memory to recount, is relatively more recent. It involves gathering recipes from our mother's cookbooks and gathering in your kitchen, attempting to recreate some of their more tantalizing treats. Thinking of our moms prompted more tearful and ultimately happy memories. Both you and I had some success with recreating their Cristoli and Fogasa recipes, but I most remember the Fritole fiasco. While the end result left much to be desired, I vividly remember an afternoon filled with love and laughter. Mary, there are just too many memories to list. I want to wish you a most heartfelt happy birthday and look forward avidly to creating many new memories with you. Lots of love, Egg. Hello, Mary. Jane here. How does one go about choosing one memory from a friendship that has lasted almost 30 years? Instead, I'm going to throw words at you that bring us both delight. Shoes. Breakfast at sunset. Purses. Coffee. Accessories. Supper club bridal showers and baby showers, sparkle and bling, leopard print, faux fur, oh no, that's not you, that's me, scratch that one, faith, family, friendship, love, turning 40, turning 50, turning 60, and now dear Mary, 65. You are my rock, my confidant and the sparkle in my life and worth your weight in gold make that rose gold as i like it much better happy birthday dear mary i love you to pieces xoxo mary so many good memories over the years there have been gab fest road trips to ottawa definitely gabbed our way past a few turns there coffee dates at Toronto, I still can't eat a celebration cookie without laughing, and our trip to Montreal, now that was just fun. But really, the best memories are of a friendship. You're the lead on Route 65, so here's hoping for a wind at your back, sunny day on your scooter ride with lots more gabbing, laughter, and new adventures. I'll be toasting you with a glass of wine. Happy birthday, Mary, and hugs from Joy. Act 5. Cam, Dan, Cam, Nathan, Cam, Dan, Nathan. Well, actually, we have a few guest stars before we get started. 
Hi Mary, it's Mary here from the future. It's the year 2025 and war has ravaged Guelph and we're running out of sewing supplies. Just kidding, it's me, Srev. I have to sneak in here before all the boys take over. Relative to most here, I've known you a shorter time, yet I've had so many amazing memories with you. Going to shows, making Ross watch Crazy Rich Asians when it rained our entire camping trip, so many warm and relaxing Christmases at your house, eating your French onion soup, and drinking wine and playing games with Cam and Nathan are just a few of the special times we've shared. In such a short time, you've already had such a huge impact on my life. If I Google Italian mother-in-law, the first result is how to survive an Italian mother-in-law. Maybe that applies to Southern Italians. The only thing I'd ever need to survive with you is remembering to breathe when I'm laughing too hard. I'm actually the last one recording, and I record this after we've edited this entire podcast together. You've had such a loving and kind impact on everyone's life. I hope you feel the way you should today. Loved. Happy birthday, Mary. Hi, Mom. This is your son, Nathan. And Fabia. And we're here to wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hope you have a blast today. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, folks, Dan, Nathan, let's talk about our favorite memories uh, of Mom. The first thing that comes to my mind is like, like delicious meals out the wazoo, like her talking on the phone with Nona, speaking in Italian. These are like super classic memories. The time when I crashed her car and she never found out about it. (laughs) I'm just kidding, mom. Just kidding. (laughs) I never crashed your car. (laughs) You fixed it right away. It was fine. No, I've never been in in an accident because because I learned how to drive from mom's safe driving tactics and her patience behind the wheel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mom didn't have much road rage. What did she say? She'd say you dingbat or something or when yeah, she was dingbat dingbat <laughs> was that it was it dingbat she had a bunch of them i'm pretty sure and she always say shoot or sugar sugar frig. yeah sugar frig <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but but like that that actually that's a good segue into my favorite memory yeah the two times she swore at me because it was always you know frig or shoot but the two times she swore at me and she said the F word and, and Nathan, you were there for one of them. We wouldn't put our coats on and yeah. Oh, right. The coat, the coat incident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The infamous coat incident on Christmas Eve on Jesus's birthday. And mom would scold us like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like what did mom always say? Like, we don't want people to think you don't have a mother or something. You don't want people to think you don't have Yeah, that was her big concern. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> we towed the line too. <laughs> I say, I don't know. She would always come to like our soccer games. Uh, she's a, she was a classic soccer mom. She had the minivan. Um, totally. Yeah, always drove us to. She was well, yeah. She drove me all around Ontario playing soccer and stuff. So that was yeah. Actually, I remember um, whenever you would have the ball and start running with it, you would always hear mom's voice 
like run run and it was always like so motivating and distracting at the same time because you'd only hear yell when she was mad at you and then all of a sudden she's like cheering like crazy yeah in ottawa she actually uh i remember she took me to the ottawa skate park even though she said like oh there's there's ruffians and toughians hanging around down there and i must have been 13 or 14 and then still took me there and I'm just like holy crap like that was that was pretty crazy you know it wasn't the place it is today with like scattered with like little kids they were like Mm -hmm. full-grown adults there at the time it was like the cool thing to do so let's talk about the mom the food that mom cooked what are some of your favorite dishes well, I think she she passed on the or Nona passed on the torch to mom, but all the all the like you know you got the Nona soup, which mom makes Nona fantastically yeah. still. Um, yeah, anchovy pasta. Wow. Um, yeah, so I guess mom still she's continuing on that legacy, which is um, it's always I always look forward from go, coming home and knowing I'm gonna have a good you know good meal Italian meal. Yeah, totally. Chicken cacciatore was one of my favorites. But uh, my favorite's definitely that casserole, macaroni, oh. ground beef, yes, corn. Yes, the cheese. The corn. <laughs> the, the cheese. Oh, yeah. The yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yes. Man, I think that, that's good hot or cold or like a week old. It doesn't matter. Frozen. It's so yeah, good. Totally. Uh, the black bean dip she used to make, the black bean corn dip with the cilantro and mayonnaise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get those deals and you eat out yep. that all day. Yep. You don't even need to have dinner, but then she'll get mad at you for not. <laughs> for yeah. not but she dinner. served it to us, so it's like her own fault. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. not to mention like the Christmas cookies that I get every year, like endless Christmas cookies, biscotti. I'm like, how do you make this stuff? Like the stuff is like from a box, you know? Um, she used to make us. I think it was every Saturday or Friday night, she'd make poutine for us. And she used to like try different poutine recipes and poutine sackets. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that little, I remember that. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's Swiss chalet dressing and stuff that like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and her, she, she made this like salmon dish with like teriyaki sauce and orange juice and maple syrup, I think. Oh yeah. I know she does the, she always does the one with the, uh... I think lentils, lentils, lentils yeah, and uh, which, salmon. Which is like a bit newer one, but yeah, really good. One thing uh, to change tracks, one thing that mom always did was take us to the libraries. And I know that seems like silly, but like, you know, I must have read hundreds of books when I was younger. Like that was like a pretty big consequence. Um, and a, yeah, mm. she encouraged it, you know, like, if I wanted to get a new book, like she'd totally just drive me and, and, and get me a library card and stuff like that. Like she'd, she'd encourage it. Um, so that paid off. Like that was pretty useful. Yeah. Like it was a lot easier to, you know, read books casually and, and then, you know, be more comfortable reading a full book, whether it be like a technical book or a, a fiction or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a, a simple thing that I think she, she knew was important and wanted to encourage in us. Man, think about how hard it would have been to, like, raise three boys. So I was thinking, like, mom's patience level. You know, I literally learned patience and, like, her teaching style. Like, I had her in grade seven for religion and geography. 
and like she was always super cool in the class and like never raised her voice but always was always like on our level it wasn't like a hierarchy where it's like oh the teacher it was like oh like she wants to teach us cool things that she has also learned that are you know somewhat useful yeah but uh, you know your first (laughs) point I think is is under talked about how stressful it must have been to raise three boys and like we weren't we weren't you know angels by a long shot like we would fight and hit and uh, <laughs> yeah I'm sure that was just like I mean mom blames her gray hair on us wait she yes, was just right. surrounded by by men dad us and the boy yeah and us so the she was just constantly like just you know bikes and motorcycles and an <laughs> army and it's just, just very much a man's world constantly around her <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right yeah it was like video games army bikes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. fishing Vision. cars yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah explosions like yeah Lego. just random like uh legos like yeah building and like weird shows on tv about hydraulics and skyscrapers and <laughs> and the news like <laughs> skyscrapers yeah that show existed well i do remember watching uh like seinfeld and csi miami with her up in her room oh I, yeah it was always yeah. like a, a yeah. thing that we would do how do you guys feel about mom guilt one of mom's strongest weapons i think or or leverages was saying something to the effect of I guess I'm not a very good mother. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and immediately we would, we would just like, Oh, straighten up and, and do the thing and, and reassure her that she was a great mother and stuff, but <laughs> Oh, it works. Yeah. I always remember her saying like, I hope your kids do this to you one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's a psychological tactic, you know? <laughs> yeah. But we did feel guilty because she was a good mother. Uh, it, it's guilt trip because it works because we do feel guilty because she does. Like she is right. a good mother. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. This is not punishment. I remember when <laughs> Nathan, you, mom was giving you a bath when you were very young and you were very young, like maybe seven or eight. I don't know. No, uh, very young. <laughs> And you pooed, you pooed in the bath water. <laughs> and it was just oh like muddy God. mess in there. And mom comes carrying you out and she's like, move, move, move. And you just drown. <laughs> I, and I didn't know, I didn't help her anything because I didn't know what, what was going on or what to do. But <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's grimy nathan what do you have to say about that (laughs) i i don't remember it but i do remember one time me pooing in the back so this probably happened more than once and then she getting you know apple's liller scooper (laughs) scooping it (laughs) that's terrible yeah like i remember uh cam i think you had (laughs) Pardon me, I think you had a painting in kindergarten, which was just like atrocious. <laughs> and mom mom looks at it and she's like, Oh, Cameron, like that's really good. And then I look over at mom, I'm like, No, it's not. 
And then mom's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't believe that story. (laughs) Really? Okay. She whispers, I "I know. And then you do high fived. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Mom was always like super respectful to like anyone, like anyone who had anything to say, she would just like listen to them, whether she liked them or not kind of thing. That is definitely instilled in myself. Just, yeah, really open-minded. That was a good one too. Open-mindedness, realizing like everyone has a different life. Everyone is unique. Yeah, Yeah, patience is a big one, I think. Yeah, I agree. Patience, definitely, definitely patience. Um, like she'd never rarely ever like yell and like if she yelled like we would get straightened up kind of idea because it was so rare but yeah she was always patient with with you know strangers and other people um and yeah I, I mean I I have this I think you guys have this too but the idea of like if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all you know like <laughs> talking, right. bad, talking bad about people like I feel very uncomfortable doing that like it's it's weird to do that um i mean yeah that's a a specific instance but uh yeah just like Mm -hmm. being kind you know like i'm not not to say dad wasn't kind but like i think our kindness comes from her and like seeing her in in hundred community or seeing her in like the church community like just being kind and volunteering and, and helping out they were probably i bet you like hundreds of instances where like we didn't see mom volunteer or or make a difference or or help out like you know we only saw her give sermons at church um but we didn't really like see her do everything else with the church um when i run in it's so funny i'm sure you guys experience this this too when when i run into a former classmate whether they were in my grade or not they always ask me like how's my mom you know they they don't care about me or what I'm doing. They 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 say like, oh yeah, how's yeah. how's yeah. Mrs. DP? How's she doing? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know I'll I'll say whatever. Um, but yeah, like <clears throat> she obviously made a big impact on a lot of students' lives. And like we, I guess like we didn't see that or we don't let, like notice that because it wasn't us. <laughs> but definitely her her like personality and and values and and philosophy extended beyond just our family. I just remember mom like motivating me with everything that I wanted to do and everything that I tried. And as long as I had her approval of like, Oh, like that was great. I knew I was doing something proper. And like, that's like the best feeling ever when you like do something you've never done before. And your mom is watching, you know, like that's like so prime. So I always just remember having like really high self-confidence because of mom and just always like, um, you know, thinking of the future, trying to be goal oriented. So like being an optimist as well, I would say I would attribute that to mom because she's always like, yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. Like, I would say that the reason why I can talk to someone and not be, or and be kind and, and not like be rude to them or, the reason, you know, that I met Steph and am a half-decent partner, um, more than half-decent partner, I guess, um, if the reason that, like, I'm sympathetic to, like, the stranger on the street or, like, the, the you know, animal I see or 
um, just the reason why I can like understand someone else's point of view. I think that all comes from from mom and like just yeah, seeing her be kind to others and and to, to sympathize with others. The reason why I'm like a decent person today is because of, of mom's values and just like watching her, you know, and just like her her life lessons and her whispering into my ear at church when I was like four, you know, her kind of interpretation of, of, you know, the stories that were being told for sure. Like I'm the person I am today because of mom. Totally. I totally feel where you're coming from with that. Yeah. I would say um, my, my empathy and my kindness definitely originates um, from mom. Um, And I would say like, we never really touched on it, but you know, she was very, she's very witty. And she's very has a great sense of humor. Oh, totally. And I would say, um, I definitely her her type of humor I can definitely get behind. So I always laugh at her jokes, um, and so I hope my my humor is, is my, very much like hers. And yeah, just like seeing the other side of the picture, seeing um, you know, I don't think we're very religious, but we definitely um, follow religious teachings, even if we don't think we're religious. And I, that definitely comes from mom so yeah i'm definitely the person who i am today because of my mom act six the dad Well, 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 Mrs. DP. It's hard to imagine you're turning 65. Or is it 56? Just thinking of the thousands of moments we have shared together over the last 40-plus years. All I have to do is shut my eyes, and I can still see you walking down the ramp of that fashion show in that bright blue dress to the sounds of the Doobie Brothers. Yes, the Doobie Brothers. Here's looking forward to many more thousands of memories we will share together. You're still the best. Happy birthday, and here's to all the rest.